Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening to you. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Yoda Payne Podcast. Monday, June 19th, Juneteenth, 2023. And the Joe Beningo Yoda Payne Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Anita Discount Tire, and of course, <clears throat> by the uh, wonderful people at DraftKings. Don't forget, this week will be our next live podcast from the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. It is Friday. Still working on who the mystery guest will be. Struck out on a couple people, but uh, we're working on that right now. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Coming up Friday again, our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Hope everybody had a wonderful Father's Day. Want to want to thank my ex-wife for the outs- just the lovely Father's Day message that she sent me. So we we really want to thank her for that. Always good for hearing from her. All right. So we'll start with this. I was going to start with the U.S. Open. Congratulations to Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open last night uh, out at the L.A. Country Club as uh, Ricky Fowler crapped out again in his effort to win a major. And so did Rory McIlroy, for that, for that matter, as it's been now 10 years since Rory won his last major. But we'll get into that later on. I got to start with the state of New York baseball. I mean, it's a disaster right now. I mean, what else can you say? The Mets lose two uh, two out of three to the worst team in the National League in the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they lose yesterday 8-7 to seven after they were beaten uh, the day before. Adam Adovino giving up a home run to Nolan Arenado in the top of the ninth inning, breaking a 7-7 tie after uh, Buck decides not to go back to David Robertson in the ninth inning after he had an eight-pitch uh, one, two, three, eighth inning. And, of course, it comes back to bite a buck and the Mets again. How about this? Mets scored seven runs yesterday. The Mets have lost 10 games this year where they've scored at least six runs, which is by far the most in the major leagues. I mean, which just shows you how crummy the Mets pitching has been. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, Cookie Carrasco yesterday, what did he go, three innings, about five runs, six runs, whatever it was. He was absolutely terrible. Look, the Mets season – is is really, really spiraling out of control very, very quickly. You know, uh, as Yogi Berra once said, it's getting late early, and it's really not that early anymore. <laughs> I mean, we're almost at the end of June. I mean, you know, it's after Father's Day now, and this team is five games under 500. they They're playing terrible baseball. They lose two out of three at home uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals, the worst team in baseball, and now they had to play the Astros in Houston for three, and I understand Scherzer and Verlander are pitching in these games, but where is this team going? I mean, they're a disaster right now. 
Uh, there's no other way to say it. Their defense has been terrible. They're, every game, they're making a couple errors. We saw a big error by Escobar yesterday. I don't know if they gave it to Escobar or Alonzo. How about the fact that Alonzo's back? I mean, we thought Alonzo was going to be out a month, and he basically missed eight games, and he's back in the lineup again. He didn't have a very good day yesterday, but it's amazing that Alonzo's back. But, you know, a big error that led to, what was it, three runs by the Cardinals yesterday? I mean, the Mets' defense has been terrible. They're running the bases terribly. Yesterday, uh, Brandon Nimmo, and I love Nimmo, and he hustles and all of that, but you know, makes a mistake as he tries to turn a double into a triple. He drives in two runs, but he gets thrown out at third base to end the inning on a play where he probably should not have tried to do that. No matter what the Mets are doing right now, it's coming up just disastrous. There's no other way to say it. Like I said, they're five games under 500, and where are they going? They got Houston this week. They go to Philadelphia after that. I mean, this season could be over by the 4th of July. I mean, if it's not over already. And, you know, to me, you know, they sent Vientos down yesterday to make, you know, to clear the roster space for Alonzo. And, of course, he had two home runs in his first game in the minor leagues yesterday. Shouldn't Ronnie Mauricio be up here now? How much longer? And I have screamed about this over and over and over again. How much longer does Daniel Vogel back? Big deal. He had a home run the other day. Big deal. When they were up 5-1, to one, it's a home run. Great. How much longer do we have to see Daniel Vogel back here? And not not Ronnie Mauricio. Isn't it time for this kid to be up here now? All right, you sent Vientos down. Fine. Can we bring Mauricio up here now? You weren't playing Vientos at all. Can we bring Mauricio up here and play him? And let's see what the hell we got. And finally, DFA Daniel Vogelback. You know, it's not like he's costing him a lot of money. He's making a million dollars a year. That's like chump change in baseball right now. I mean, come on. I just don't believe it's a disaster. You know. And look, I mean, the the seat is getting hot for Buck Showalter. I mean, how else can you say it? It really is. Every decision he seems to make is the wrong one. He shouldn't have took Robertson out of the game yesterday after only eight pitches. And, of course, he gives the excuse, well, you know, we're playing the Astros. We don't have an off day on Monday. You know, I need him. I mean, uh, fine. They got to win games now. And, boy, the injury to Edwin Diaz has really come back to kick him in the ass. I mean, there's no – look, look, we knew it would at one point. But, you know, Adam Adovino's terrible. I mean, can we just, just agree now that Adam Adovino stinks? Do you have any confidence – the only guy you have any confidence in the bullpen right now in has got to be David Robinson. I mean, outside of that, do you have confidence in anybody? You know, Dominic Leone, really? Do you? You know, Drew Smith, of course, he's still suspended for 10 days with that stupid sticky stuff nonsense. Right, so I don't know we don't see him for a couple games yet. Right, he's terrible anyway. Right, I mean, who 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 gets you? Shane, what's his name? Rayleigh? Is he get? Is he any good? He stinks too. I mean, who do you have confidence in outside of Robinson? Nobody. And the team is hitting a little bit. Just think about it. Ten games they've lost this year when they scored six or more runs. That's unbelievable. They win half of those games. At least they're a 500 team. That just shows how bad the pitching has been. Now, Scherzer's pitching tonight in Houston. Scherzer's pitching tonight, Verlander tomorrow against his old team. Scherzer's pitching tonight. The last two times we saw Max Scherzer, he blew a 4-1 lead against the Braves in Atlanta. He blew a 5-1 lead against the Yankees at City Field last week. I mean, he's been horrible. He looks like he's shot. Scherzer looks like he's shot. Maybe you should put him in a pen. Maybe he should be the closer. You know, you get, you know, you, I, I'm confident maybe for one inning out of him. But he's been horrible. 
The problem is, who's going to start? Now, he's been absent. And the Mets are a disaster. I mean, what else can you say? Like I said, it's not even the 4th of July, not even the end of June, and the year is over. I mean, how, I mean, let, let, let's stop kidding ourselves. This team is going nowhere. Please bring Ronnie Mauricio up and let's see what this kid is. Maybe you get some kind of a spark with him. Finally get Vogel back the hell out of here, please. Right now, the Mets' best hitter is Tommy Pham, right? You know, every ball he hits is hard. He had another big arm two-run home run yesterday to tie the game. Right? He's been their best hitter. Let's be real about it. You did get a home run from Lindor yesterday. By the way, I got to compliment Lindor for this. I have to say. You know, I, 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 all right. You want to get on me about this, you can get on me all you want. I got to compliment Francisco Lindor. So his wife has a baby on Saturday morning, right? Lindor is at the ballpark by the fifth inning after his wife had the baby in the morning, their second <laughs> child, right? And not only that, he actually pinch hits. In the ninth inning, I think he got hit by a pitch. Pinch hit in the ninth inning. And then he, he he's not taking any maternity leave. Oh, my God. You mean he's not milking it for three weeks, right? I mean, all right, these guys, they take, like, they had the baby. They got to have three weeks off. Come on. Give me a break. Good job by Lindor. See, they, you know, Lindor drives me crazy. And, you know, I never wanted that trade to begin with, you know, trading Jimenez and Rosario for him to Cleveland. All right. And certainly not paying him $340 million for 10 years. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell Steve Cohen was thinking about with that contract because he's basically untradeable. They did hit a home run in the first inning yesterday. Okay, great. He's had a lot of big at bats where he hasn't come through this year. He's even had some sloppy moments defensively. But this is why I want to like Lindoy. He plays every day. He wants to play every day. His wife has a baby in the morning and he's at the game in the afternoon, right? Doesn't take any, any, any maternity leave at all. I mean, you know, in the old days when I had my kids way back in the 70s, early 80s, there was no maternity leave. What the hell was that? You stay home for a day, maybe two, and then you're working again. As a matter of fact, I couldn't wait to get back to work, to be honest. My <laughs> wife's laughing. I mean, come on. So good job by Lindor that he's not milking it for two weeks or whatever whatever the uh, allotted maternity leave is in Major League Baseball. So. This is why I want to, you know, as much as I want to, like, just, destroy, you know, kill Lindor sometimes, this is why I restrain myself. Because say whatever you want about this guy. He wants to play, and he wants to play every day. You got to give him tremendous – you got to give this guy tremendous credit for that. I mean, you just have to. So, you know, that's the deal as far as that goes. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I, you see some of these guys that – you know, they milk it for two, three weeks like they had the kid. I mean, come on. So, anyway, good job by Lindor, right? I give, I give him a lot of credit for that. But the Met, the, the Met situation right now, just an out-and-out disaster. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And the Yankees are no better. I mean, how about what the, the situation with them? They lose a doubleheader yesterday to the Red Sox. Day-night night doubleheader to the Red Sox at Fenway. They, they got swept in this series. I believe it's the first time. You know, they lost all three. They've lost four straight now. You go back to the game the Mets beat him at City Field last week. They've lost four straight. They're now down to six games over 500. You know, they're not hitting at all. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Aaron Judge out of the lineup is killing the Yankees. It's killing them. It really is. They're just not the same team without him. Just not the same team. I mean, and so the state of baseball right now in New York is brutal. It's brutal. Say whatever you want. I mean, maybe the Yankees will still make the wild card. 
you know, I would still, I wouldn't count them out of that, but they're playing terrible right now. I mean, there's really no other way to say it. First time I heard this stat today, first time since 1976. Now, the Yankees actually won the pennant that year, 1976. They eventually lost the World Series. They got swept by the big red machine that year, you know. But anyway, Johnny Bench killed them in that series. But they did win the pennant in 1976. But it's the first time since 1976 the Yankees have been swept in a doubleheader at Fenway Park. Now, how about that? Wow. But they're not hitting. They're getting nothing. Forget about the young guys, okay? You want to get on guys like Volpe and these kind of guys. You can get on them all you want. But what, what the hell is Giancarlo Stanton do, doing? Since he came back from the from the IL, he's played 12 games. He's been 122. Giancarlo. What? I heard somebody say today, is there any pressure? Of course there's pressure. How is there not pressure on him? How much money is he making? He ain't getting the job done. Anthony Rizzo, what's going on with him? He hasn't been the same guy. Since he uh, ran, what do you, he got hit in the head or whatever uh, at first base a couple weeks ago. I think he's got two hits since then. What's he doing right now? DJ LeMayu, you getting nothing out of him. The Yankees are, you know, Aaron, you talk, you know, you could tell me till the cows come home about how valuable Shohei Otani is. And I know he leads the majors in home runs now. A lot of that's because Pete missed eight games. He's got 23 homers now. He's having a big year. He, what is he, six and two as a starter with a, a three point something ERA pitching. Everybody gets crazy about Otani. And the Angels are actually, what are they, six, seven games over 500, whatever it is. But you're going to tell me that Shohei Otani means more to the Angels than Aaron Judge means to the Yankees? Are you serious? I mean, the Yankees, they can't score a run without Aaron Judge. They're in big trouble, right? The Yankees are in trouble. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. They're not playing good. Baseball in New York right now is terrible. And we got a long way to football starts, a long way, you know? I mean, uh, training camp in the, at the end of July, you know, we're not going to opening day is not until, uh, what is it, September 10th, I guess, is opening day, right? The Giants open on that Sunday night at home against the Cowboys. And, of course, uh, the following night, the uh, debut of Aaron Rodgers on Monday night football against the Bills at home at MetLife. So, you know, but we got a ways to go for that. You know, all we got right now is baseball, or if you're into golf like I am, thank God I am, because if I wasn't, you know, there ain't much else to be into. Thank God it's summer and the good weather's here. You go out and work on your tan. Because right now the baseball season is really, really spiraling out of control. I don't know when Aaron Judge is coming back. You know, that toe is really, uh, you know, that's the uh, uh, the most, uh, uh, I guess, well, I'm trying to think of what the right right word is, the most celebrated toe in, in, uh, in, in New York right now, Aaron Judge's toe. Because the Yankees are not the same team without this guy. They're off today. And then they play the, the uh, I was going to say the Seahawks. They play the Mariners uh, this week at the stadium, and I'm not sure who they play after that. I'm not sure who they, who comes in after the Mariners. But, but uh, you know, but the Yankees right now, does it matter? I mean, the Yankees right now just are not playing good baseball at all. No other way to say it. So four straight losses for them, swept in a three-game series in Boston, swept in the doubleheader yesterday, and the state of baseball in New York right now is not, not very pretty. I mean, uh, I don't know how else to say it. And, of course, the Mets, like I said, in Houston for three games tonight, they got Scherzer and Verlander pitching these first two games. We'll see what they what they do. And then, of course, they go to Philly to play the Phillies. So right now, just uh, not a very good time. All right, let's get our uh, our sponsors in here. Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. Ten minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? 
as Billy Joel once said, what does he know? What does he know? As I always say, he's from Long Island. <laughs> Oyster Bay, I believe. The tap room's open from 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. A lot of tombstones for the baseball teams right now. And as I said, this Friday on Next Live Podcast, uh, I've struck out on a couple of guests so far. I won't mention the names, but they have not, no good on that. Working on some other people. We'll see what we can do. We'll have somebody there. Uh, you know, maybe my daughter will have to co-host if it comes down to that, but we'll see. But uh, this Friday, uh, the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Hope to see everybody there. Uh, of course, I need a discount tire. I uh, want to thank um, my son, Johnny. Happy Father's Day to him. Ari as well. Everybody, always uh, great seeing them over. I saw them last week at Anita. Uh, anything you need done for your car, uh, you know, uh, any service repairs or anything like that, you need tires, you need your car inspected, go see Johnny and Ari over at uh I need a discount tire in Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Tell them I sent you, and uh, they will take care of you there for sure, no doubt about it. I need a discount tire. And, of course, DraftKings. Whatever you want to bet on, DraftKings is the way to go. Did anybody have Wyndham Clark winning the, the U.S. Open? Did anybody have that? I know in my poll, my poll, my pool, I had Bryson DeChambeau, you know, because, you know, you can only use the guy once. I used DeChambeau. And look, he was in good shape on Friday. He had gotten to six under par, and then he tried to get cute on that short six uh, par four six hole when he went for the green, got in trouble, wound up bogey in there, and then really crapped out after that. Uh, wound up going four over the rest of the day. Yesterday, uh, he did get it. I believe he was two under to start the day or three under to start the day, and he wound up one over for the tournament. So he was four over yesterday. Not a good day for DeChambeau, but uh, Wyndham Clark winds up winning it, and we'll get to that in a second. But if you want to bet on golf, you got the the Travelers coming up this week. Always a very, very good tournament up in uh, Connecticut, and of course that River Highlands up uh, in uh, Cromwell, Connecticut, and always some big names there. So uh, you want to check that out. You want to bet on that this week. You want to bet on any of the baseball. You like Scherzer tonight? You probably get good money on him against Houston. Probably get good odds on that. Um, Whatever you want to bet on. You want to bet on the WNBA, you can do that. You can bet on whatever you want, soccer. Uh, the way to go is DraftKings. And as always, I want to thank the people at DraftKings. They'll be with us again for another year uh, starting in the football season in September. So you want to bet, DraftKings is the way to go. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. Now let's, let's talk about the U.S. Open here a little bit. And uh, – Congratulations to Wyndham Clark. I mean, he gutted it out yesterday and held off some of the big names in golf. He held off Rory McIlroy. He held off Scotty Scheffler. And he held off Ricky Fowler. And, boy, I feel bad for Ricky Fowler. You know, he was tied for the lead. He starts out the tournament. He has that tremendous 62 on Thursday, right? Uh, ties the record. Him and Xander Shoffley, who crapped out as well. Both shield a 62 on Friday. But... He couldn't hold it up. He, he was tied for the lead with Clark at 10 under coming into the round yesterday. And you could see early coming into the final round early on, you knew it wasn't going to happen for Ricky. You knew he just didn't have it. He bogeyed what three of the first six holes. You could see it wasn't happening for him. He closed the gap a little bit. He got the eight on the paw closed the gap after he dropped a couple shots. He made a birdie to get back into it. He was only three shots. Um, behind Clark after Clark had that bogey 
when he wound up uh, hitting his shot in, uh, basically underneath the whatever the fescue by the bunker. Somehow, after he didn't get the first shot out, he kind of whiffed on the first shot. He got it out. Eventually, uh, got a, what turned out to be a terrific bogey there for Clark. But, you know, right after that, Ricky fell apart again. You just knew he wasn't winning. And I feel bad for Ricky. You know, to me, this was his, this was his major to win. It really was. This was Ricky Fowler's shot to finally get that massive anvil off his back and win a major, and it doesn't happen yesterday at the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club. He winds up going five over par yesterday, finishes five under for the tournament, and you got to feel bad for Ricky. I, I mean, I do. You know, once I knew my guy DeChambeau wasn't winning, um, I was rooting for Ricky to win it. But like I said, if you watched last night's final round, you knew early on it wasn't going to happen for Fowler. You just knew it. And how about Rory McIlroy? Does he ever win? I mean, seriously. Rory McIlroy yesterday, okay, he winds up finishing a shot behind Wyndham Clark, nine under par. He finishes one shot out. It's been 10 years. All right, maybe I guess it's 2014 since he won the PGA at Valhalla in Kentucky. So that's like nine, almost 10 years, nine years ago since he won his last major. He's been stuck on four majors forever, right? But he never wins. How many times have we seen McElroy where he'll start out terrible in a tournament in a major, and then he'll come on in the final round to actually get in the top 10 and be on the leaderboard, but really never had any shot to win? That's not the case in this one. He was right there all week. Really, he was really right there all week. Had the lead at certain points in the tournament. Was tied for the lead yesterday at one point in the tournament. And at the end of the day, couldn't get it done. He had so many. Let me just say this. He lost, he lost yesterday on the greens, on the putting greens. Because he had to have five, six terrific looks at birdie yesterday. And he couldn't make a putt. And that's really what it came down to yesterday to me for, uh, for Rory McIlroy. Just could not make a big birdie putt when all was said and done. Couldn't do it. And Wyndham Clark kept, you know, parring holes, parring holes, parring holes. He actually bogeys the last couple holes. He bogeys the last couple holes, but was able to hang on and win the tournament by a shot over McElroy. So you tell me who had Wyndham Clark. Scotty Scheffler was hanging in there as he always does. I mean, Scotty Scheffler. You know, even when he doesn't have his best stuff, he's always around the leaderboard. I think he finished seven under. Was it six under, seven under, whatever it was? He wound up finishing third uh, in the uh, in the tournament. As a matter of fact, Cameron Smith actually uh, wound up finishing six under as well. He actually went ahead of Ricky in this in the in the uh, in the Open yesterday. Of course, uh, Cameron Smith was the defending Open champion, British Open champion, and uh, that's the uh, final major coming up in. in Camp Smith was six under, right? What was Scheffler? Six? Scheffler was seven. So they, my wife clarifying it for me. Wyndham Clark was 10 under as he won it. Rory was nine under. Scheffler seven under. Camp Smith six under. And then then Ricky was five under, right? Yeah. And and you got to feel bad. I do. I feel bad for Ricky. I I really do. But Camp Smith came on late. And give him credit. Uh, He finishes fourth at six under. Like I said, he won. He's a defending British Open champion or Open Championship, as they call it. And he'll defend it coming up next month at Royal Liverpool uh, in England. So uh, that'll be interesting, the final major coming up. But uh, what else can you say? Wyndham Clark is the U.S. Open Championship. Who the hell had him? Tell me who that was. (laughs) No, I really, I mean, tell me who it was because, you know, 
It certainly wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, anybody uh, that I know that had him. I don't think anybody in our I know nobody in our poll in our pool had had Ricky Fowler. I know a lot of people had Brooks Kepka. He he uh, I think about twenty six people had Kepka. I think Kepka wound up finishing one under par, and I and a lot of people were really down on the golf course. I mean, I heard a number of different guys. I know Kepka was very, very uh, vocal about why well, he didn't think it was a very good golf course, didn't like the setup, whatever it was. Uh, easy for him to say, I guess, because he didn't play well, but one under. One under uh, yeah. Um, and it was somebody else who said something about it. Was it was it Shoffley that said something about it? I don't know if it was Shoffley. It was somebody else who had some comments about that they just did not like this golf course. This is the first time that, that the U.S. Open, my wife's laughing, this is the first time that the U.S. Open was ever at the L.A. Country Club. So, I mean, look, um, it was an interesting course. Uh, you had that very short par three. You had that very long par three, almost 300-yard par three. You know, uh, on Saturday, what was it, 80 yards, that 15th hole, par three? I think yesterday was about 130-something, about 139 yards yesterday, something like that, whatever it was. You know, he had a plus 600-yard par five, you know, that crazy uh, barranca grass or whatever it is that looks like it's, you know, I mean, it doesn't even look real. You know, there's certain places on the, on the course. I was commenting to my wife, look at this. It doesn't even look like it's real, this grass. But give give uh, Wyndham Claw credit. Like I said, he gutted it out. And you really got the feel as the day was going on that it was really just a two-horse race behind Clark, between Clark and McElroy. But, you know, congratulations to him. So Ricky Fowler does not win a major again. And Rory McElroy does not get that fifth major now nine consecutive years without him winning. I would not bet on him uh, in, to win any uh, major championship. I'm sorry. But the like I said, we got the Travelers coming up this week. Always a good one up in Cromwell at the River Highlands. And then uh, Royal Liverpool about a month from now, the final of the golf majors. And that's where I cut out. You know, once the majors are over, my golf season ends as well. So. But I hope you enjoyed it yesterday. Wyndham Clark, congratulations to him. You know, one thing that we did not talk about, I didn't mention this on the Friday podcast, the Rangers hiring Peter Laviolette as their head coach. Now, Laviolette's, you know, he's he's coached a lot of teams, right? Won a Stanley Cup with the the Hurricane, you know, 15 years ago. Also has coached uh, the other two teams into the finals, what was in Nashville and and the Flyers. So he's had success. Had coached the Islanders a number of years ago, but I mean, am I supposed? I mean, I I played golf with my good buddy Tommy Keenan, obviously my wife, but my good buddy Tommy Keenan and Joey Lazuski yesterday. And Joey asked me, he says, "You excited about?" You know, he's a big Ranger fan. He says, "You excited about Pete Laviolette?" I said, "No." I said, "To be very honest with you, no matter who the Rangers would have hired here, I wasn't getting excited about it." You know, maybe there would have been a little buzz, let's say, if Mark Messier got the job. Only because he's Messier, but I don't think that's ever happening. You know, his name has been mentioned a lot because the Rangers go through coaches like water. It's amazing. It's a it really is when you think about it. I think I think Laviolette's the thirty seventh coach in the history of the Rangers. Now they go way way back, obviously. You know, to the twenties whenever they started. You know, the Rangers. But you know, it seems like they change coaches every every couple of years. They they go through coaches worse than the Jets do. They do. So. You know, look, I didn't think they should fire Gallant anyway. I think Gallant, I don't think Gallant and Chris Drury got along. I know they say the players really didn't like Gallant or whatever. Maybe that's true. I don't know. You know, sometimes I think that's put out there just to 
you know, he's the pain of the firing. I think it just clearly was that Drury and Gallant didn't get along. But I mean, I Peter Laviolette, am I supposed to be excited about that? I'm not excited about it at all. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. We'll see what he does. We'll see what the Rangers do. You know, the free agent signing period is coming up, I believe, July 1st. It starts in the NHL just like it does in the NBA. So we'll see how all that plays out. But, uh, you know, right now, I I just absolutely – the meter moved not at all when I heard the name of Peter LaViolette as the next head coach of the Rangers. And like I said, it it, it wouldn't have mattered who the coach of the Rangers was, and it wasn't going to get me excited in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, what else can I say about that? But, you know, we'll see what the Rangers do. A lot of guys – a lot of guys that underachieved for the Rangers in the playoffs. We could we, the, the list is long from Panarin to Zibanejad to Lafreniere to Capocacco. We could go right on down the line. Adam Fox. We could go right on down the line to the guys who underachieved in the brutal seven-game loss to the, to the Devils in the first round of the playoffs for the Rangers. So uh, Peter Laviolette, the latest head coach. And uh, what do you think, about two and a half years, the over-under for him last night before he's gone, right? Something like that. And remember, next year will be the 30th now consecutive year without a Stanley Cup for the Rangers. I mean, they are now more than halfway to the much, you know, beyond halfway to the 54 years it took them to finally win the freaking Cup between 1940 and 1994. So actually no buzz whatsoever there. I'm sorry. Brutal, brutal, brutal. And uh, as far as the Knicks getting Bradley Beal, I'm, I'm happy they're not getting him. He's getting traded to Phoenix. Uh, in a package that's going to include Chris Paul coming back to the, uh, well, the, the Wizards. You know, God forbid we use the name Bullets. The uh, Wizards. <laughs> so glad they didn't make that deal. I'm not excited about that anyway. We'll see if the, the Knicks do anything. Remember, the Knicks do not have any draft choices. Is the draft this week in the NBA? Probably this week. I don't really don't care. The Knicks have no picks in the draft at all this year. But remember, over the next seven years, they actually have 10 first-round picks courtesy of Leon Rose, but we'll see what kind of moves, if any, uh, the Knicks make. They do have to re-sign Josh Hart, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, we'll see how that plays out when it all is said and done. All right. Again, want to thank all our listeners. Want to thank everybody again for the million listeners that we've had at the podcast here, at the Oda Payne podcast. Don't forget again, Friday night on Next Live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Like I said, still working on a guest. Uh, We'll let you know as soon as that happens. Everybody. Have a great week. If you're off today for Juneteenth, enjoy your day off. It's impossible to get a tea time today again, which is unbelievable. It's just a disaster in Bergen County. But everybody, have a a great Monday. Have a great week. And uh, we will be back on Friday. All the love.